Welcome to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast, where we talk about family and consumer sciences education. Each episode is geared to support, recruit, and retain the professional FCS educator. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate with you today, families and careers. Hi, and welcome back to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. So today's episode is an extended learning opportunity. So for you educators out there, you know what extended learning opportunities are. Today's opportunity for you is a home buyer's guide with my personal friend, M. Christo Bruce of Guild Mortgage. So M. Christo is, he's got, he's jack of all trades here. He's got an extensive background. He's an owner of the Buffalo Fitness Gym in Maple Valley, Washington, which he co-owns with his beautiful bride, Nikki. And he has an extensive professional background with college football and professional football. He played for Washington State University. Go Cougs. Go Cougs, baby. Go Cougs. <laughs> professional football player, defensive end for the Oakland Raiders. Arizona Rattlers, Jacksonville Jaguars, Florida Tuskers, then signed to the Miami Dolphins. But we're not here to highlight your impressive football career. We're here to share information for our new teachers or ready to buy first time new homeowners. So let's talk smart, help my colleagues become prepared for the possibility of the biggest investment of their lives, their home. That's great. <laughs> I mean, he's like, hey, listen, if I can just have you just follow me around and have that introduction. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> it would be good. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, Barbara, I want to thank you so much for having me on here. This is actually pretty exciting. This is your 50th episode. It, it's going to be my 49th. 49. So I'm, really, I'm really close. So this is so crazy. I wish I would have been able to be the 50th guy, but maybe I'll double down. <laughs> we can make um, magic. <laughs> But but super excited. I mean, I'm very, very passionate about uh, home ownership just because you think about generational wealth. And, you know, as a teacher, you have the opportunity of molding so many people, so many kids and students that are growing up to be, you know, homeowners like ourselves. So, you know, and, I, and I'll say I would have never made it to college and beyond if it wasn't for those special relationships I had with my teacher. And you know me when I was younger, you know, your brother was a really, really good friend of mine. And you saw how I grew up. If I didn't have those teachers around me, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be in the position I'm at now. Well, I'm not saying yeah for for your circumstance, but gosh, teachers have such they hold such a special place in all of our students' lives. We all have one, two, maybe more than that teachers that we can reflect and think back on and just have be like, wow, they really helped make an impact in my life. Yeah. And you can you can probably look back and see specific moments, conversations or, or situations that really change the trajectory of your life or, or made you pick a, a specific, you know, subject in school that you went after or, you know, change the path you're on. So yeah. I agree. But uh, let's talk a little bit about home buying because uh, that's why we're here. So as far as the, the process goes, I the number one question I would say I, I would get is, you know, I don't have 20% down, so I can't buy a home. Have you heard that before? Oh, yes. I mean, all the time. I think okay. that that's the biggest thing. And the cool thing that, that a lot of people don't know is you just have to have a credit score above a 600. 
And you need to, if you're above a 620, you can put as little as 0% now, okay? Washington State is huge about really empowering home ownership. So, you know, you have investors that are coming from all over the country, even outside of the country, to purchase in Washington and, and really just buy up real estate just because we appreciate so quickly here. You know, we're very similar to California, you know, San Francisco area that, that's very, very high in appreciation each year. Mm-hmm. So it's a great place for somebody to come spend their money and, and invest. So Washington's like, hey, listen, we want people buying homes and living there, not, not investors. So they came out with a down payment assistance program where you can, let's just say your minimum down payment is going to be $10,000. They'll give you the $10,000 to put down on the house. They'll attach it to the back end of the loan. So whenever you go to refinance or sell it, you just pay it back then. But you don't even make a payment on it. it it's at 0% that, that down payment. So, you know, teachers out there that are like, man, I really want to buy a home, but I don't know how to come up with the money or save it because cost of living is so high. This is a great, great way to buy your first home. Now for Washington, yeah, we're in Washington. So this means something to us. But how about for listeners who are in other parts of the country, the East Coast, Texas, Midwest, they're all over. Yep. And that, that's a great point. And this down payment assistance program is specific to each state. So our program has specific guidelines, but each state has their own down payment assistance program. They might have little you know, nuances or, or different things with that, but, but all the states are going to have the program. So you just need to, you know, I have connections. If you want to know, you know, a, a loan officer in your area, just reach out to Barb or myself and just send us an email and we'll be able to get that for you. Yes. So I guess, well, a, another thing too, I'll, I'll keep this going because uh, I get super geeked out about it, but <laughs> just really starting out the process, you know, the next big question that we get is how do we even start the process? Right. And the, the, the first thing that you want to do is understand what you qualify for. Right. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, the reason why we, we do a qualification is you might want a million dollar home, but you don't want a million dollar payment. Right. So <laughs> what does that equate to? <laughs> so we'll go through everything as far as your credit score. We'll go through, you know, if you want to put money down, are you allowed to get a gift from a family member to put down for you? You know, and, and, you know, if you say, hey, I rent right now for $1,500 a month, what does that equate to in purchasing a house, right? So we'll go through all those questions. And then that's when the process begins on what you qualify for. And one thing I'll ask you, Barb, so we're talking about wealth, Mm -hmm. generational wealth earlier. What was the first home purchase that you bought? So we bought our, my husband and I, we bought our first home in Kent, uh, Washington, for, gosh, it was a 2,100 square foot house. It was a split level. It was built in 1980. And that's where we started our family. And I love that home. And we bought that home for, gosh, it's for Washington State. Jaws are going to drop just hearing this. At the time, though, it was in uh, 2003. Okay. We bought it for 208500 Oh, my gosh. I wonder what your house is worth right now. (laughs) Did you look it up? I have no shame. I have no shame. We just sold it. We sold it in uh, January. We turned it into an investment property where I was the property owner or property manager for it for quite a few years up until the time when we moved over to uh, the Eastern Washington. I then was like, you know what? I can't take care of taking care of the, the property management business side of it. So I hired an outside company to take care of it for me. 
best peace of mind investment for that for me, just offering the sanity. So we just sold it in January for 506. Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) That is so crazy. Wealth building. (laughs) If you hold on to something and, and honestly, we had, we had very gracious family members who helped out for both Brian and I setting ourselves up in you know, the trajectory of what our family was going to be looking like. Right. So they helped us out putting down that 20% when we first were looking to buy our first home. So that, and we're just thankful for family members that could provide and right. help out in that way. Because I know we are an anomaly when it comes to that. There is not a lot of families who can do something like that for other family members. Right. The thing is, you know, that like, you know, you didn't, that wasn't a requirement. That's not a requirement now, right. To put 20% down, but man, what a blessing to have, you know, a family member be able to do that for you because with 20% now you don't have mortgage insurance. Right. So I was going to help you probably buy a little bit more home. Guys, I think the biggest thing I I would point out is the simple fact that where else are you going to get that kind of gain? You know, I'll tell you, my wife and I, the first house we bought, there was a, a special rule loan called a USDA loan. It's it's zero down, but but basically in uh, your outskirts outside the city limits, uh, you're allowed to use this loan, very, very specific areas. But we bought our first house with zero down and we sold that house four years later and made almost $300,000 that we put down on our next house that we wouldn't have been able to get if we didn't have that money. So, you know, you, you talk about, you know, investing money and really it's getting in the real estate game as quickly as you can and just letting it season, letting it grow. One thing I'll tell you is as a, a renter, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. And Barb just had a great, great comment when she was saying she was a landlord. Well, when she had a rental property that was sitting there, somebody was paying her mortgage for her, plus probably a little bit extra. So she was making money and someone was paying her balance down. So as your house appreciates each year, meaning your house value is growing, that means that number is going up. And then while you're paying your, your mortgage every month, that number is going down. So that gap in the middle, you get to make. I mean, how crazy is that, right? Where else are you going to make that money, right? Right. So I just thought that was just a a cool thing for people to see how you can do a a little thing as far as just getting a house for yourself and make money, you know, at the same time. Yes. Uh, Well, being a landlord is that it's hard. It's really hard being a landlord. Our first tenants, it was kind of rough, rough go where when they first signed on, they said there's only going to be four people living in the house. It was going to be mother, husband, dad, or husband, wife, and her son and and wife or daughter-in-law. Well, I did a, a walkthrough at the sixth month. There were nine people living in my home. I was not happy about it. And then, of course, the wear and tear on that. And me... Having, we had just moved out just because we had, we had my, our youngest son. We're now a family of six and going, that house was too small for a family of six as we were growing. 
<laughs> and to have nine people living in the home, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> so, and I had to, it was hard having that confrontation and the conversations that followed up with that and right. needing to take care of business because yeah, it was, it was no longer a home. It was an investment property and yeah. it needed to be taken care of because I didn't want my house to be that rental house. Yeah. And you, yeah, you were done with that at that point. It was either invent, uh, a rental house or it was going to get sold. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was, that was just at the very beginning of our, of our journey. And then afterwards you learn, you, of course, Every lesson is, it could be a, a, you could learn something positive from it, or you could be like, you know what, that didn't work out. I know what I have to do next. That's called wisdom, right? (laughs) So (laughs) with that wisdom, I then was able to move forward and we, we rented it for, oh, about five, seven, seven years or something like that. So it was great. And then just now this last year, we came to the, the final decision of going, you know what? I think we're ready. We're ready to kind of let go and of this house, and we got some other prospects on the on on our mind. Good. Well, I mean, the the, the coolest thing is, you know, real estate. Real estate's a long game. I'm, I'm sure you you know mm-hmm. that too. I mean, it's not something you go buy and you sell. You know, some people do that flip game, and and you know that's that's a profession. You know, people go in there, take some capital. But as far as building wealth and generational wealth for your family, I mean, it's really buying that loan amount down. And then, you know, as your home appreciates, you sell it, you know, over time. But um, we think about historically, you know, a lot of people that that bought homes years and years ago, you know, as their home gained value, they were able to tap into some of that equity and maybe help their kids pay for college or, you know, braces or whatever, right? So there, there's a ton of factors there. But as far as process goes, once you get pre-approved, bar, I think, you know, the next steps is finding a good real estate agent. Who did you guys use for a real estate agent over there? Yeah, it, a good friend of mine, Bradley Hansen. Bradley Hansen. Oh, yeah. Love him. He's he's an amazing, amazing gentleman. So really, really enjoyed working along with him. Awesome. So, you know, you find it, you find somebody that you really love, like, and trust or, or know, like, and trust. And, you know, they help you on the real estate side, find a home, sell a home in that aspect. So really the process is you work with the lender, the lender gets you pre-approved. You find a real estate agent, they come together and as a group, then you find out, you know, the house that you want and then how to, how to close on the financing. Barb, what, what would you say is a question that you would think a first time home buyer would want to know as far as buying a home for the first time? Oh, well, interest rate. What is the, the right kind of interest rate? Because the, we're seeing historic lows of our interest rates and Okay, if we get fixed or a balloon or oh gosh, an arm or there's so many various types of interest rates out there and like what gosh, if we we also have oh it's not the is it the GI bill that uh for military um you have Fannie the Mae VA uh, VA loan, thank you. The VA loan, Fannie Mae, we there's so many various loans that an individual can apply for. And so as a first time home buyer, I'm always thinking, well, can I actually afford a mortgage? That's. But I think, I mean, even interest rate, you know, interest rates are at all time low, like Bob said right now. I, I don't know if you remember your first interest rate, but my, my first interest rate was, you know, close to four and a half. 
and interest rates right now are right about 3%. So, you know, a huge savings as far as buying more house. So, you know, at a four and a half, my max approval might be 300,000, but at 3%, it might be 400,000. And, you know, those of you who are shopping out there know that the difference between a $300,000 house and a $400,000 house is a big disparity, right? It's, it's, there's going to be a lot of differences there. So that's a great point is knowing what your interest rate is and then your loan product. Most people lock on a 30-year fixed, which means that you have a fixed in rate for 30 years. The rate and the principal and interest payment will not change on you for 30 years. And that's what that means. So I think homework-wise, you know, if, if I was a first-time homebuyer, I'd want to know one, uh, maybe go to myfreecreditreport.com or, you know, if you want to know what your credit score is. So make sure you're, you know, above a 620 bare minimum. What's your comfort payment? By comfort payment, I mean your your mortgage payment. What does that mean? So if you're currently renting for $2,000 a month, you know, could you go to $2,400 a month for a max payment, knowing that you have a house that you own, that you're going to, you know, own and make the payment on? Or... Do you need to stay closer to 1900 bucks because 2000 is stretching you, right? So that's something you need to write down and, and really understand. I guess the third thing was going to be money down. Do you have money saved? Do you have a family member that can gift you money? Do you need down payment assistance? Once you know that, you know, that's going to be a huge determining factor on, you know, where you go from there on based upon how much money do you have, either you have or your family has or you use down payment assistance. And I think lastly is like, you know, loan product wise, you know, loan product wise, do you have any military background? Does your, your spouse have any military background? Because, you know, like your brother, Barb, I mean, former military person, you know, he sacrificed so much for our country. Well, he was blessed with being able to use a VA loan as he should, where he put zero, zero down, right. And have an awesome interest rate. That's for military folks. So another thing to think about, right. So these are things you need to know. So what is, okay, so let's talk about just the various names or businesses of mortgages. So I know your Guild Mortgage, yep. and I can't even name however many mortgage companies are out there versus like the, so Guild Mortgages, that's a big powerhouse of a name. Yeah. But then you have the, the mom and pop type mortgage companies. Yeah. So who can't, they can, but so with my experience, so with our, with just selling our home back in January, we had a sale fall through, they pushed it out for 45 days, which on average, honestly, that's, that's a pretty long, long haul of having a house impending because those buyers couldn't get their financing in order because they were using a small mortgage company. They were using a was, you know, a a small mom pop type deal. And then, so that sale fell through and we're like, okay, move on. And we listed the house again. And within six days, we got a a new offer even higher than what the original. And that's just telling you how crazy Washington is right now. It is on fire. Mm -hmm. So put that, we accepted, we had, I think we had about seven or eight offers and we took it was the third highest offer, but it had the best conditions for when it came to closing. So you want to talk a little bit about those special little nuances within that mortgage section? Yeah, that's actually a great point too. Knowing, you know, which lender to, to choose, you know, do you have a relationship with somebody? Are you picking someone online? 
just because you see a specific rate that you like. The biggest thing is going to to pick an advocate for you, right? So in this market right now, if you pick an online lender, your chances of getting a deal under contract, and this isn't a scare tactic, this is just education process. If, if you pick a random online lender, and the, what I mean by online lender is just somebody you don't actually talk to somebody, you just put your information on the internet and you get a pre-approval letter. It's a little bit different than, let's just say like a local lender or... Yeah, let's just say a local lender. I'll talk about like Guild Mortgage, for instance, we service over $30 billion worth of loans and we have a really good reputation locally, right? We're, we're across the country, but here in our market or you know in Tri-Cities or Spokane or anywhere in this Washington area, we can call the list agent and say, hey, listen, our borrower's pre-approved with us at $500,000 and we can close this loan in 30 days. This is X, Y, and Z. And this is what we can do. Typically, we beat out most lenders because all we do is mortgages. That's what we specialize with. And a Bank of America, huge well-known bank, but they do checking accounts, savings, IRAs. They, they kind of, you're in a call center, you're working around and it's kind of a, a call center mentality, right? So you don't necessarily work with a loan officer when you're putting in that offer, right? So that might be a little bit more or less desirable for a seller. Right. So for you, Barb, if you have a guild mortgage, you have a Bank of America, and then you have bankrate.com. Well, you're probably not going to pick bankrate.com because you don't know if they're even in the state. They might be out of Pennsylvania. Right. So when you need something, you probably won't get a hold of them. Right. Yeah. So strategy wise, you want to pick somewhere local because, because they're going to be available. Okay. Yeah. Now let's talk about servicing. So when you close on a loan, you have the option of working with a lender that services your loan. So you close with Guild Mortgage, uh, you would pay Guild Mortgage every single month and you could set up automatic payments. You can do it online. But if you ever need anything or question, you would call me as your loan officer. If you schedule it with somebody like, let's just say bankrate.com, they would sell your loan. So all of your information stays the same. Your payment does not change, but different companies buy the servicing to it. So for instance, you might pay bankrate.com one month, but you might pay Bank of America one month or Chase one month. It just depends on who buys that servicing form. Yeah, and that's true because when we bought our home over here in the Tri-Cities, we, gosh, we first had Chase and then Chase sold our mortgage to Wells Fargo. So then we had to transfer all of our, our banking information to make sure that it would be taken out to Wells Fargo. Crazy. But I mean, there's, you know what? And not to, to scare everybody, the, the, the process is actually quite easy to purchase a home. I think it's just cool to actually talk and, and go through different scenarios. One of the coolest things I would suggest is, is doing a Zoom call or jumping on you know, with myself and, and just going through options and saying, hey, MK, this is what I want to pay monthly. What does this mean? Here's my credit. Here's my, you know, my assets. Can we go over some questions? So I don't think anybody should ever be scared of the process. I think, you know, there's no stupid questions because you don't know what you don't know, right? So just, you know, jump on a call or jump on a Zoom call and and, and go through it. Yeah. Well, you know, February and March is nationally the real estate kickoff for families or individuals to buy homes. So so for somebody to become pre-qualified to go out to put down an offer, what do they need to do right now to make that happen? They just need to fill out an application and support your documentation. So, you know, we're always going to need W-2s, tax returns, pay stubs, and then any kind of bank statements. 
we get all four of those, we should be able to get everything verified with your application and pre-approvals take anywhere between 48 and 72 hours. So pretty quick, you know, we can get you out there shopping and looking for a home. Well, that's pretty exciting. And I just remember when I had, (laughs) when we first moved over here, we had quite a few little hiccups. (laughs) (laughs) Hiccups is probably the best way to describe it. But I had just gotten hired by my school district. Mm -hmm. I did not have a year's worth of, and also it was a negotiation period for my school district. Oh yeah. So it was chaos. Let me tell you that. So it was a negotiation period. I had just been hired. Our salary placements had not been finalized because we have our salary scale and for years and year service and master's degree or clock hours, whatever it is that you want to look at it as. So I was in a cluster. (laughs) So what can you say to somebody who first time home buyer, similar situation like me, where I just got hired, our salary negotiations were not in place yet. So I can even give a verification letter of, okay, this is how much I'm going to be making. It was it was kind of touch and go there for a little bit. I will say, Bar, I think, you know, I remember that time when it happened because I, I had a few teachers I was closing and, and we ended up closing them. But there was a, there was a, what's called a letter of explanation and verification of employment that we needed to get from the school district. And the negotiation was tough because we didn't know what it was going to be. Right. And it was a holdout, too. So luckily, we're past that. So we don't have to deal with that right now. But, you know, know, teachers are are some of the easiest to get approved, especially if uh, we get a verification or when we get a verification of employment from the district, Um, just because you guys are, you know, you got the guaranteed income for the most part. It's actually a a fairly easy process when you're not under negotiation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm just thinking of all the, the hoops that I had to jump through just a couple of years ago. Even though I have this, both my husband and I have this stellar credit, we have, we've been homeowners, but that was just a new scenario that I had never had to jump through. So giving more options, more insights on, okay, helping prepare educators for such a huge, a huge investment in their families and legacies life. I just felt like that needed to be shared out. There are ways to getting around hairy situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's what we're here for. I mean, we're going to guide you through the process. You know, we're going to be your advocate too. So, you know, again, you don't know what you don't know. So if you have a scenario like that, just bring it. We'll find a solution. There's, there's never a problem. There's always a solution. We'll just have to figure it out together for sure. Well, thank you, M. Christo. So do you want to give any shout outs? Yeah. I mean, guys, I think the coolest thing is if you just go to teambrucemortgage.com, my website there has a ton of info there. I I really appreciate the opportunity of jumping on this podcast with you, Barb. So, you know, anybody that needs to get pre-approved, I I can pre-approve anybody throughout the whole state. So anybody in Washington, come on over. Well, thank you very much. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks, lady. Appreciate you. Thank you for joining the conversation today. Each episode on the Connect FCS Ed podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, 
and resources for teachers, students, and families everywhere. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Thanks again for spending your time with me today, and be sure to visit fcspodcast.com for past episodes and resources to help spread the word that family and consumer sciences is today's home economics.